Hello and welcome to the VHS Vault Podcast. I am Owen Brand. And I'm Katie Cadaver. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, We're getting here towards the end of the season and we have so many things that we've recorded that haven't been released as part of our normal episodes. And some of this stuff we we really want to share. Yeah, these are straight up B-sides, cutting room floor, kind of, this is like a scrapbook. We're sort of picking up the pieces and putting them all together in an episode that I think is kind of coherent and makes a lot of sense yeah uh what what i want what we kind of want to do here is take you on sort of a little bit of a journey because as we started doing these episodes like the hall episode and things like that we started to get this feeling like we wanted to do more things on site you know so we went and did the frankenhooker movie um we did that one uh, and that was a lot of fun and so we had some of that going on for this and we also had some other stuff going on and we just didn't we ran out of time in season one so we decided to just slam them all together in this episode yeah it's a mismatch but you're gonna like it yeah i think so too and um some of the audio was taken in different places for instance we we took some uh we recorded a little bit off my phone in uh in katie's backyard and we were going through some things and then we have some studio stuff cut in here so the audio may be a little different from uh from spot to spot but um i think overall uh, we just want to share all this content with you so that you can get to know us a little better yeah we're going on a ride and we're gonna just take it with us absolutely so hang on tight and uh, we'll start off by um taking you on a little journey journey that we went on when we went hunting for some fun stuff. Yeah. and welcome to my first solo rant here at the VHS Vault. Um, I'm Owen Brand, and I want to take a minute and talk about something that seems to come up fairly frequently when people discover my love for VHS tapes. Um, It's always the same questions, the same reactions, the same side-eye glances. Uh, I can understand the confusion some people may have when I talk about like what I paid for a particularly rare or expensive tape. Um, But what I want to address here is the general idea of collecting and watching tapes when there are far more efficient and convenient ways to watch movies. Now, if you'll bear with me for just a few minutes, I'd like to take a minute and speak on this topic, um, a topic I'm passionate about and feel compelled to discuss today. So let's dig in. Vampires and werewolves and zombies and mummies It's an all-out song If you want to survive the night Better come down to the vault Webster's Dictionary defines nostalgia as a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for or return to some past period or irrecoverable condition. Um, 
<clears throat> that's a, a very precise and clinical definition, um, but it's one that falls woefully short of describing the actual feeling I get when I hold a tape from my childhood in my hands. Um, there's there's some value in this description, as it very plainly describes the longing I feel for elements of my childhood that I'll never have back. Um, the sensation I get at Christmas, uh, when there are presents under the tree and the smell of chocolate chip cookies baking in the oven wafts through the air, you know, the joy that bubbles under the surface when I hear the Thundercats theme song, and um, most importantly for this discussion, the weight and feel of a plastic cassette containing a spool of thin magnetic tape. Uh, as a kid, uh, nothing was quite as comforting as sitting on the couch under a blanket, watching the glow of our old tube television playing one of my favorite tapes. I still have a few of these tapes that I've kept over the years. Uh, they've moved with me from house to house, city to city, and state to state. Um, Saturday morning was for network TV cartoons, but every other time of the week was for movies. <clears throat> uh, many were recorded from TV broadcasts. Some were hand-me-downs from friends or family, uh, but they were all special and unique. Now, I still remember exactly where the movie would glitch out at uh, the beginning of the old Superman tape I had due to it being watched, you know, 400,000 times or however many times we watched it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, all these memories, they take me back to a simpler time, a time in which I didn't have kids of my own. I didn't have a mortgage or bills or insurance payments, etc. Um, it was a time when everything made sense and the world wasn't as scary as it seems today. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. I love being a parent. I enjoy owning my own house, um, but the world seems cold to me now. Um, cold and dangerous. And, you know, maybe it was always that way, but when I was a kid, the coldness of the world was somehow blocked by the warmth of my blanket and the warmth of the tube TV as I watched Gumby or E.T. or The Grinch with my little sister uh, on a Sunday afternoon in our little rental house in Brighton, Colorado on South 13th Street. I'll never forget that house. We uh, we weren't rich. We weren't a rich family by any stretch of the imagination. Like When I think about what my dad was making for a weekly salary back then, it probably compares dollar for dollar to what I spend in groceries every week now. Uh, they were different times. Um, and what, what we lacked in income, we made up for an appreciation for the things that we had. Uh, we live in such a disposable culture these days where a TV is obsolete and replaced after a couple of years and uh, where a laptop is good for about the same amount of time and uh, where household goods and toys we buy are actually specifically designed to break and be replaced. Uh, when I hold a 40-year-old tape in my hands, it makes me appreciate the things that last, you know, the things that last and, and beat the test of time. Um, for me, the practice of collecting and consuming physical media is every bit as much about the tactile feeling of the media as it is about collecting. Most of my rare and expensive tapes aren't even ones I had as a kid. I mean, they're great to have, and I'm grateful to be able to bring you all your reviews on these old obscure movies and stuff. But when it comes to my collection, I find myself popping in my old cartoon tapes more often than the expensive horror movies that I buy. Um, so... Let's go back for a second to Webster's Dictionary and let's break it down into its individual components. So it starts with a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning. Now, if you've ever yearned for something before, you will understand this feeling. It's, it's an ache, right? It's, it's like a vacuous hole in your heart and mind that 
can't ever be sufficiently filled. And when I think about my childhood and the joy of Saturday morning cartoons and the simplicity of being an eight-year-old kid whose only worry was waking up earlier than my sister so I could get the quote-unquote good spot, you know, on the couch, you know, that good spot. Um, I feel that emptiness, you know, I feel that yearning. And when I wake up now as an adult, I'm worried about how much food I have left in the house before I need to go to the grocery or the mileage on my car and when I'm going to squeeze in an oil change, you know, um, how I can pay my electric bill and what I'm going to do to fix the leak in my skylight. Yeah, I... I long and yearn for simpler times, you know. Uh, the next part of the, defi- of the definition is a return to some past period or irrecoverable condition. And this is a really, really important part of the definition. And I, I spent a lot of time in Key West as a young man uh, playing music. I-, I-, I enjoyed it. I would love to go back someday. That said, I have no nostalgia for it because I can go back to Key West anytime I want to. It- it's not an irrecoverable condition. Um, you know, the carefree nature of childhood can never be recovered. And as time is never going to go backwards, you know, you're a kid once and then it's over. Um, I'll never be that eight year old kid on my parents' couch again, choosing between watching the Bugs Bunny tape or the Superman tape on our old 13 inch TV. You know, as a, as a grown man with a house, a family and career, the closest I can come is having those tapes on display, popping them in from time to time when I feel that yearning and and teaching my kids to be kind and rewind. (laughs) Um, Speaking of my kids, all three of them are well-versed in the ways of VHS. Uh, When we watch movies together in my room, we almost always watch them on tape. I do have a DVD player in there, but the majority of the time, even if I have a DVD copy of it, we'll watch it on tape. Uh, last week we watched the Adams family, um, the never ending story and a Charlie Brown cartoon compilation with my girls in my room on my bed. And I made sure they were covered up with a warm blanket as the glow of my tube television permeated the room. Uh, my kids may never have the same feeling of nostalgia for tapes and tube TVs as I have, but at least they will have the memories. And as for me, as long as there are working analog components that still exist in the world, I will always have a VCR and a tube TV hooked up somewhere in my house. Because when, you know, when the coldness and heaviness of the world starts to creep in, I can always cover up with a blanket. I can turn off my phone and I can just bask in the peace and nostalgia that comes from a box of tapes and a VCR and a TV. And while it may not literally transport me back to my childhood, it it takes the edge off of the sentimental yearning for an irrecoverable condition. Anyway, I am Owen Brand, and this is the VHS Vault Podcast, and thanks for stopping by. We've got wooden stakes for all the vampires. Hello fellow VHS vaulters, it is me, Owen Brand, driving south towards Milwaukee, actually southeast uh, from my humble domicile in Dodge County, Wisconsin. I'm driving to Milwaukee to meet Katie, and we are going to go hunting today. We're going to go for a hunt. We're going to hunt some new movies and see if we can't find something fun to bring to you guys. So, um try to bring some video to you throughout the course of our hunt today and if we find anything good uh you'll get to experience that with us so yeah look forward to it stick around and watch what we come up with we are at two brothers-in-law vintage 
in Milwaukee. West Dallas. Is this no, West Dallas? So it's it's Milwaukee. It's West Dallas. I don't know the difference. We're gonna walk in here and see what's going on. Hopefully they got some tapes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was in the market for Halloween shirts. Hey, how you doing, sir? I think we we stumbled onto some stuff here. <clears throat> Teenagers from outer space, rear window, invasion of the animal people, phantom from space, creature. There's so much good stuff in here. Blockbuster video guide to movies, 1995. All right. I gotta put my phone down so we can look. There's some good stuff here. All right, we're on a cool down period because I just spent a bunch of money on tapes and stuff. We did. Hi, Katie. Hi. I have to make a decision. This last place we were, <clears throat> that big, beautiful Zenith TV I took a picture of, the guy's going to make me a deal on it for 50 bucks. He's not going to say no. And that Cannibal Women poster, he'll sell that to me for 25 bucks. And throw in another one. <sighs> He's not going to say no. I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> I'm probably going to spend the money, frankly. We'll see. We shall see. Right, uh, we are home now from our wonderful uh, treasure hunt. Katie. It was a treasure hunt. Holy I should say so. Crap. <laughs> uh, so during the during this audio, I will be flashing a slideshow of some of the cool ass finds we got. Uh, the one you're looking at right now is a beautiful old school Zenith tube television. Oh my god, are you going to tell them the story about how you managed to get away with this TV? Come on. Alright, <clears throat> so this, this TV was down in the basement of the second shop we went to. We, I showed a little video earlier of us walking into the shop and having a quick look around. But this guy had this down in the basement. It's a solid state Zenith and I was looking at it and it's beautiful. It's just a classic 1960s home TV and what do you think the size of that screen is? That screen is that a 19 inch? No, 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 no. no. That's, that? that's a 12 inch, maybe 12. Okay, because yeah, they measure from here. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course, so that may be a 12 inch TV, <clears throat> but it's beautiful and uh, all the knobs are still in place. Yeah, it's like a sage green color. Yeah, it's really cool. It, it reminds me of uh, my grandma's kitchen. Yeah, that's a kitchen TV, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we found it, and it had $100 on the price tag, <clears throat> which, I mean, for a black and white TV that I don't even know if it works or not, it's a little much. And I was curious about it because it was pretty, but I wasn't going to spend $100 on it. And you'll have to forgive all the sounds in the background. We're sitting out on Katie's back porch right now, and there's people next door playing games. Yeah, we're, it's a, it's a lived-in neighborhood around here. <laughs> so, so I talked to the guy up front. His name is Ed, and we're going to talk more about Ed here in a little bit. But um, I talked to Ed, and he was like, well, um, I'll make you a deal on that. I'll give it to you for 50 bucks. And I asked if it worked, and he said yes. 
And I really didn't want to spend $50 on a black and white tube television at the time, but I said we'd think about it. He was easily talked into it. Let's put it that way. Well, it took me a little time. Now, let's be fair. So Yeah, we did have to think about it over lunch. So we went and had lunch, and I had... A delicious Reuben sandwich. I haven't found a good Reuben sandwich in Milwaukee yet. This is one. The West Alice Cheese and Sausage Shop. Go check them out. West Alice Cheese and Sausage Shop. That is yes. definitely something you need to go check out. If you love a good Reuben so and anything else. We're just going to promote the shit out of all these places we went today. So <clears throat> the store's name that we went to with, it, with this TV is Two Brothers-in-Law Vintage LLC. It's at 7332 West Beecher Street in West Alice, Wisconsin. Uh, the guy's name is Ed, and Ed has got to be one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Um, not only does he have great stories and he's fun to talk to, but when we came back from lunch, he told me I could just have the television. He sure did. He gave you. He straight up gave you that shit. Like, how lucky are you, Owen? Let's just talk about that. Where you can walk into a store with a TV that has a price tag of $100 and walk out without having to pay for it, and you didn't even steal it. Well, I, I was going to say, I used to do that in my teens, but <laughs> the stealing part And you don't even have to worry about going to jail. <laughs> I, I don't know. And he was really super nice. And you was, charmed this man, I think. I think you charmed him. I think he liked Hardly. you. And then I don't know. he was like, well, and we were looking at some other tapes. I bought some tapes from him, too. I found a really cool one called Invasion of the Animal People that I have not seen before. Uh, yeah, you couldn't even find it anywhere on the internet either. No, right? I, I looked. Well, I'm sure there's a video of it somewhere, but I looked on. It's a cut box, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but but it is nice. Um, I got it. Um, so Video West, West Lisbon Avenue. It was a rental from Video West. Interesting. Um, anyway, I couldn't find one on eBay, but he sold me that. He sold me Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. And then something called Rock and Roll Wrestling Women versus the Aztec Mummy. This looks wild. It says Wrestling uh, Wild Women, Flesh Crazed Fighting Females, Maniacal Mummies, and Bat Beasts from the Beyond. Hey, hey, hey. Here we go. How does that look on the back? (laughs) Uh, On the back, it's the Rock and Roll Wrestling Women versus the Aztec Mummy. And it says, for the first time ever, Red Hot Wrestling, Rebel Rousing, Rock and Roll, and Hell Raisin Horror together in one amazing film. Excellent. So we did get those four movies from this guy. uh, And he also had two really awesome posters that were hanging up. And I'll post some pictures of them in here now. Um... But one of them is uh, really super nice. It is Columbia Pictures presents a Hammer production, Creatures the World Forgot, with Tony Bonner, Brian O'Shaughnessy, Robert John, Julie Ege, Egg, Julie E E G E is how you spell her name. I don't know who that is. I don't know who any of these people are, but this shit looks wild. Directed by John Chafee. This is printed in Italy, so this might be an an Italian film. Written and produced written and produced by Michael Carreras. So we'll see. Uh, it is a Technicolor film, and the uh, the poster looks pretty freaking awesome. It's like a, I feel like looking this up on IMDb right now. You want, we should look it up on IMDb. Here, why don't you hold it? Can you hold it. I will hold it. Don't get your cigarette out. And it's in uh, it's in okay shape. You know, it's it's uh, it's in pretty good shape. It looks like it's been tacked up to a wall a couple times, which is going to happen again at my house. What is it called again? Creatures. The world forgot. Creatures the world forgot. Okay. I'm, while I'm doing that, you want to tell them about the other one we, we uh, managed to snag as well? So this other poster was the one that I feel is the real prize of the two posters. <clears throat> um, Cannibal Women is the name of it. Let me open it up here real quick. It's a, it's a full-size movie poster like you'd see in a theater. Okay, I got the info on The Creatures the World Forgot. It's a movie from 1971. 
And it says here, in prehistoric times, two brothers fight each other for the leadership of the tribe. Doesn't give a lot of information there, but um, it looks interesting. Here's our, our cast, our Julie E. She's, She's the only one in color. Oh, no. Brian O'Shaughnessy gets a color photo. and Rosalie Crutchy? Crutchley. Crutchley. So there's this other... Uh, it's Cannibal Girls. Sorry, not Cannibal Women. Cannibal Girls, starring Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin. Eugene Levy's in that? Yeah. That's wild to me. I gotta look it up right now. American International Pictures, rated R. Okay, Cannibal Girls, 1973. Okay. Uh, let's see. A young couple spend the night in an old farmhouse owned by a reverend, only to find out that it is also lived in by beautiful women who hunger after human flesh. Yeah, hmm. that sounds amazing. This does sound good. We're going to have to see it. You thirsty? Bud? I am thirsty. Yeah, yeah I'm going to drink, drink, this, drink yeah. this Mountain Dew Go here. ahead. <laughs> yeah, Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin, Ronald Ulrich, Randall Carpenter... A bunch of other people that don't have pictures on IMDb. Ivan Reitman directed it. Holy shit. <clears throat> Needless wow. to say, this is going down. Yeah, we gotta watch this. I've gotta find a copy of it on tape. Um, well, it's not enough to have the poster. You gotta have the VHS to go with it. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, that's what I said, yeah. I'm not so, disagreeing. <clears throat> so this Zenith TV... Uh, we plug it in. We do get the fuzz. Uh, it has a brightness and a contrast knob on the front. It's got vertical and horizontal hold knobs on the back. It has a top knob for VHF and a bottom knob for UHF. Uh, top knob goes from 2 to 13 as normal, and then the UHF knob goes from 15 to 83. So um, I have to find a way to hook this up to my VCR so I can watch uh, yeah, that's the big, uh, Night of the Living Dead on it. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I figured out what I needed to do to get it, but I'm really excited to have it. What a cool trip, Katie. Thank you for taking me to these special places. Yeah, welcome to my town where I live, West Dallas. We got a lot more cooler shit than Houstonford. Not that it's a competition, because it's not. Your town is super dope. It is. It's up and coming. You know, we're going from the dirty Stallis to the bougie Stallis real mm-hmm. quick with cool vintage shops like uh, Two Brothers in Love Vintage. So if I, if I might make a suggestion, <clears throat> any of you who are looking for really cool old tapes, movie posters, anything vintage and cool, he has some really oh, neat old vintage uh, Christmas stuff. He's got stuff. everything. Like, uh, anybody, like a baby boomer or older that walks in there is going to just be, like, reliving their childhood. He had Pyrex and all kinds of dishes and different trinkets and yeah, old look, vintage clothes. He was taking down an everything. aluminum Christmas tree when we were there. Yeah, he had tons of different things. Like, the, the stuff we found is just a, a small fraction of yeah. what he had in there. I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. And the way it's all laid out, like every area is is staged really nicely and everything's set up really well. He's got a lot crammed into a pretty small space and it works. It's a really cool... It's what I love about a vintage store. You know, it's got that whole feel that just smells like an old grandma's house in there. It's perfect. <laughs> if it were without the mildew smell. Right, right, smell like right. Mildew at all. But yeah, so it's at 7332 West Beecher Street, West Dallas, Wisconsin, 53219. I'm going to leave the website here. It is www2, the number 2, BV, as in Brothers in Law Vintage, dot shop. Yeah, and he's only open Fridays and Saturdays, noon to 5, but I bet you if you were super into it, he might do a little uh, side 
opening for you. He's talked about that since he lives right there. He sometimes will open the shop uh, special. You know, you want to have your birthday party there or something. You yeah. Let him know. <laughs> yeah, the guy's name is Ed. Um, and the phone number you can reach them at if you need to is 806-790-1321. So big shout out to Two Brothers-in-Law Vintage. Uh, the <clears throat> tagline for the store is what? Cool crap. <laughs> cool crap with a period after it. I love it. So, um, yeah, what an epic day. What an awesome... I have to go home and try to get this TV working with my VCR. i got to maybe order an adapter or something. Oh, my God. There should be a whole video about how you make that happen. It's going to happen. You better believe it. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of adapters <laughs> happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what I'll probably do next is I will probably take a little bit of video and splice that in after our little chat here when I get home and get the chance to show this stuff off in, in the right way that I would like to show it off in. Um, and then we'll splice all this together and release it to you guys as a little bonus episode. We weren't even planning on podcasting today, but I thought if we're going to go out shopping together, we might as well uh, archive the uh, experience. And this has been awesome today. Yeah, we always have fun looking for cool crap, don't we? Absolutely, we do. So, anyway, thank you, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Owen. It was a lot of fun. Right, and thanks for that sandwich for lunch. It was oh, good. Oh, yeah, I had the Reuben. <laughs> and uh, what did you have again? I had the um, Cheesy Joe, which is like a grilled cheese with sloppy Joe meat in it. Mm. <laughs> that was really good. And their house chips were really delicious, too. Yeah, the West House Cheese and Sausage Shop. I always get the deluxe um, egg salad sandwich, but I wanted to switch it up today. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off for right now, but then I will probably splice in some extra video after this and... Uh, so on and so forth so it's been fun thank you Katie yeah thank you bye talk about this let's talk about um this experience at two brothers vintage yeah because it's interesting you walked away with a lot of stuff i did and uh, i didn't walk away with anything but i had experience yeah you know it was a whole thing so i i think what i noticed happening in that store was um this guy ed who runs the place like i think he really connected to you specifically and we talk about that in um, our little post episode that yeah. we do in my backyard um and and you thought that i charmed him but i really think it was you huh. and the reason why i think that is because ed was talking to us about you know the mantra of his store or whatever is cool crap but he said also he likes to find good homes for things yeah he did yeah and he was he gave us a whole backstory about that tv um it was from his neighbor and she gave it to him his neighbor in florida i believe yeah. or, or maybe it was I think it was Florida. Um, and he, and you know, she said, you can sell it in your store. And so, um, you know, it was, it had some special meaning for him, but yeah. he also talked about his brother-in-law who he opened the store with, who ended up passing away from brain cancer, like yeah. not too long after they opened the store. And he was the horror guy. He was the guy into all the kind of stuff like you're into. Yeah. And I really think that his interactions with us and particularly with you and seeing how, you know, interested you were in that TV, like he was first willing to drop the price, you know, cut it in half. Yeah. And that was the big, um, thing that we were debating over lunch right <laughs> like do you want to spend this 50 bucks on this tv and it's like you didn't want to spend the money but also you had this it was gnawing at you i knew you weren't going to be able to walk away from it the, i don't know man like there are some items that i just come across that just speak to me you know and we talk about you know how we both very 
differently um, approach nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for me, physical objects uh, exemplify and and um, sort of exhibit all of the things, the tactile you know, feeling that I get that causes my nostalgia. And yeah. when I, when I saw that TV and when I touched that TV, like there was just something about that Bakelite shell and the knobs and the, you know, the switches. And I mean, I, I, I couldn't have walked away without that TV. I would have spent uh-huh. the 50 bucks easy. And the thing is he knew it. And the, I think where he connected to you is this is a man who owns a store full of stuff that Gives him the same feeling of what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like, he connected to you on that point immediately, and he could have easily sold you that TV for 50 bucks, and he turned around and gave it to you. Yeah, he did. He did. And, I, you know, I thought a lot about it, and... Um you know, I think the thing that the thing that just strikes me is that you know when when I first walked into that store, um, I had no idea what to expect. And by the time I got done hunting through his rooms and rooms of really really cool stuff, I just sort of felt a connection to the place. You know, and I told yeah. you that right then and there. I was like, I I feel a connection to this place. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, in no small part because Ed was such a cool guy and he was um, he was so friendly. And initially when he gave me the TV, we had we had already talked to him about potentially putting him in his in his store on our podcast so my initial thought was you know hey you know he's he's making a um an investment you know and that was my initial thought but the more i thought about it the more you and i talked about it Mm -hmm. um the more you know it just sort of felt like hey this i was supposed to walk in there that day and i was supposed to meet this guy and he was supposed to give me this tv and give give me something that you know you you can't buy you can't buy that feeling you know yeah and and he knew it i think he could just tell right away he saw it in you and you know, he was compelled to speak to that. And I think you probably reminded him a little bit of his brother-in-law, that his business partner, his friend, you know, that he lost. Yeah. Because he was the guy that was into that stuff. And I think he knew that your home was going to be a good one for that TV. That yeah, was he, special for him. He did say that his brother was the one that did all the horror and the VHS and all that stuff. Yeah. So, and I got, you know, it's cool because we, we talked about... um the posters I got from that place and the eyeball I got, which you'll see in the pictures, the eyeball that um, makes it lights up. It's got an LED in it that lights up. It's kind of running low on batteries right now. But uh, anyway, uh, in my studio right now where we're sitting, I have the Cannibal Girls poster up right in front of my face. I have the Creatures the World Forgot right next to Katie. And I have this eyeball sitting on me on the uh, interface looking right at me while we record this. So. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it made an impact. It made a big impact. And then the first thing I did when I got that TV was I took it straight to the TV service yeah, repair place. Baby's in the shop. <laughs> I dropped it off cause it, it works, but I want to make sure that it's perfect. I don't want to, I don't want to blow a capacitor or something like that. Sure. They're so. going to tune it up nice for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, it was a really, really important day, uh, in my hunting world because it, it showed me that, you know, um, Sometimes when you when you go into a place with no expectations, um, you find stuff that you know you probably you know maybe not would have maybe would have not found otherwise. I know? mean, it's kind of like this podcast, is it not? I don't think either one of us are setting out to do this, but you know when we we connected and we met and you know this thing came to life, it just kind of got a mind of its own. And I think um, it's really cool when we can walk into a store and sort of connect to people the way we've connected to each other, you know, over this nostalgia and this stuff. And um, I think there's, there's a, a, like, I'm going to get woo woo for a second, Hmm. but I I think there's like a a bit of healing that happens around this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, 
bringing those memories, the way you talk about your childhood memories about the way, you know, things were simple back then. And, you know, you're bringing some of that nostalgia back into your life today. It brings you a sense of peace. Yeah. And I think walking into that store, you know, I sort of felt a sense of peace too. Like Hmm. this guy gets it, you know, he's got these same feelings that we have. And, you know, maybe it's around Pyrex and, you know, things that I don't care that much about. Yeah. But, you know, it's really that same feeling and that same, I don't know, just connection to the past yeah. that that drives us both creatively. And and his expression in that store was very creative. It really was. The I, way it was curated. Every you know? room had its own vibe, mm-hmm. you know, and you that's something you pointed out that maybe I wouldn't have noticed immediately, but you said every room in this place has been designed, yeah. you know, and and as we walked through, I and when I saw that TV, I think is when you first mentioned that, uh, we were down in the basement of this place and I saw that TV sitting there and it was sitting there on top of like this old, what was it, like an old stove or something like that, like an old, old-timey yeah, wood stove something. and that TV was sitting right on top of it with um, you know some other 70s stuff behind it and he had a room that was all for Dia de los Muertos and he mm-hmm. had a, a room that was mostly like horror movies and like every room had its own vibe yeah and every corner and every display you know everything was very well curated yeah. and I appreciate that as an artist as a designer I super appreciated that and, and took notice of it yeah you know so we both got things like I didn't walk away with anything physical but like that's typically not my deal anyways you know I like the I like the experience the way things make me feel you know the way experiences make me feel what it brings to my life and that's what I walk away with you know you got to walk away with a a TV that was pretty dang special yeah and some other cool stuff too yeah I did get some cool stuff there and you know it's all part of this you know um, season one wrap up for us here is that you know we've we've had such cool experiences just learning how to podcast and learning how to find ways to bring content to people and you know for us to be able to finish up the season at a place like that um it was really really special for me yeah me too i enjoyed it It's Katie Cadaver here. And I thought I would also come at you with a, I guess we could call it a solo rant. I don't know. I don't really want to rant, but I kind of just want to talk to you. Um, you know, I, I get asked a lot why I would do a podcast talking about old movies or, you know, why I like old movies in general. And it tends to happen that I usually don't even see newer movies at all. Um, so most of my movie watching is older movies. So I think a lot of people find that strange. So I kind of wanted to talk about it. And it, you know, helps people understand why I would choose to do a podcast like the VHS Vault. and werewolves and zombies and mummies It's an all-out song If you want to survive the night Better come down to the vault So I think 
for me, um, a big reason why I love old movies and also old music is because a lot of, there was a lot of things that were popular either before I was born or before I was old enough to really appreciate them for what they were. You know, the 80s were an amazing time and I was a kid, so I wasn't able to necessarily appreciate a lot of the things about the 80s that were really fucking cool at the time, you know? Um, as a kid, there were certain things that really appeal to me and there is I guess a level of nostalgia that I get from exploring you know those things again but also exploring the things that I was too young to be really be able to appreciate at the time or enjoy or even be exposed to um so I, I love that about 80s horror specifically uh it was just such a golden age for horror and the way that um, special effects were being used with, you know, creators like Tom Savini. And, you know, that time was just really revolutionary for horror movies. And, you know, as a kid, that just wasn't what I was exposed to or what I was interested in. Um, and again, too young for it, right? But now in my adulthood, I can really dig in and explore it. And one of the beautiful things about like movies um, and particularly music too is that they are, it's available. At, for me at any time, you know, I don't have to wait for it to come out like it it's already exists. These old movies and this old older music is there for me to discover. I didn't have to be around in 1986 when it was created and out in theaters or on the radio, you know, it's there for me to pick up at any point in my life. And I I love I have been doing that with music my entire life and truthfully with movies as well. Just because it's what's coming out right now in the present time doesn't mean that's when I need to enjoy it. And I joke around sometimes, like when newer movies come out and I'm late to see them or I never get around to it, I, you know, I'll say, say sometimes, oh, when it's streaming, you know, I'll catch it or whatever, which is usually true. Um, or I'll say, you know, in 20 years, I'll talk about it on my podcast, you know, once it's an older movie, right? And the movies I'm talking about usually are 30 to 40 to 45, 50 years old. You know, they're very old movies. Um, so even 20 years is being generous in terms of how long it might take me to discover it, you know. Um, but I think there's kind of this old is new type of feeling that I get uh, with a lot of older films and music, you know, because it's new to me. And, you know, it doesn't have to be brand new to the world in order for me to appreciate it. And I find I enjoy hearing uh, and seeing people talk about, you know, films from the past that they really dig and, and the stuff they can pull out of it that, you know, it's still relevant to people, even if it's been my entire lifetime since it was created, you know, it's there's still that relevance. So um, I like that. And I like that it isn't necessarily pop culture in the moment. That's a lot of fun for me to like something that was maybe really cool or popular in a time before I was even born or, um, you know, that just that I can appreciate it as a person living in current times. You know, I think that says something about the creator too. Like it's their legacy living on and people being able to enjoy it. And as an artist, that's something that I want for what I create. So being able to participate that on 
in that on the other side is really important to me. So, you know, I, and I really just love nostalgia or sort of creating the, that feeling. You know, I have nostalgia for things that I never experienced before, which I guess is kind of counterintuitive, but I think it's a, a feeling that I get when I experience film and and music from times past where it can sort of take me back to that um that time period or like what I think that time period felt like there are certain periods of time in my past that I have memories of as a kid that I'll you know there will be a certain vibe or energy around it that I can recall but I think a lot of films especially really portray time periods really well, which is like why it's important for current film to be being made, right? So that in 50 years it can look old and, and really reflect the time or whatever. Um, but I just love that there has to be somebody to look back on it, right? And I like to be that person that's looking back. You know, that means a lot to me. And it's, I think, what I enjoy most about exploring and doing the whole old is new type of thing. Um, you know, and just that this stuff is always there to experience and explore at any point. And I've gone throughout my life experiencing some things at different times, like my favorite film, The Blues Brothers, it's always enjoyable. It's always special to me, but it hits different depending on where I am in my life. And it means something different to me at different times. And I love that a single piece of media can continue to do that throughout the stretch of a person's life, you know, and I think that's really special. And while I'm not somebody that is a collector of physical media per se, like I have some things, but you know, when we're talking about collectors, like true collectors, like Owen, you know, I'm n I'm nowhere near any of that. I might get copies of my favorite films or whatever, but um, stuff that I know is is a rewatch for me often. Other than that, you know, I don't really keep a lot of those things, but I can appreciate so much physical media and how I can tangibly hold it in my hands. You know, I can't do that with a streaming movie or a song. You know, there's no artwork to hold in my hands. There's no case to open. There's no physical exchange of a item that is necessary in order to experience the film or the song that's on it. So I really do like having physical media available to me. I support it. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, it's not necessarily, I'm not a collector of it, uh, but I absolutely see its purpose and why it's special to people like Owen um, to have these pieces of history, you know, in their hands and in their homes. And I can really appreciate that. And I have my small collections and my few things that I enjoy to have and, um, you know, just gives me that nostalgia too of being a kid and our first VCR and just remembering the experience of like being able to put on a movie on demand you know it was that first on-demand experience like I can watch this right now I don't have to wait for it to come on broadcast television you know I can watch it right now and I know the way my parents grew up it's like whatever was on tv was what they had to watch and they had three channels and whatever and I see how far we've come with that type of entertainment and I think it has progressed too fast for me you know I don't I don't actually in my life have a ton of time to devote to watching movies and TV. So it's really deliberate 
the time that I put into it. And I think part of going backwards is because, you know, in this limited time that I do have, that's what I enjoy exploring the most. So, yeah, the the physical media piece is really important for the films that I enjoy. And um, I'm really excited to be um, exploring it in a way that I can bring it to other people and talk about it. Um, it's just so much more fun to talk about it with somebody else who gets it and who enjoys it just as much as you do. And then sharing that with, you know, the world, essentially, you know, um, the podcast is really an art form for me. And, you know, I think probably for Owen, too, if I can speak for him, you know, I think we see this project as um, a way to make something about the things that we love and enjoy. And while I haven't loved every movie that we've covered, I've loved talking about it. And I've loved the episodes that we've created. And I think that just lends itself to this idea that um, we're leaving a legacy of something, even if it's just talking about ridiculous movies. Like, there's obviously people out there that enjoy hearing that, and we certainly enjoy doing it. So, you know, I, I hope to uh, continue to discover more new old things, because um, there's just endless amounts of it out there, and I'm excited to see it. So uh, with that, I'm going to sign out. Bye. We've got wood and stakes for all the vampires. Melt those zombies with salt. We've got silver bullets for the wolves. We've got it all down in the vault. Follow the VHS Vault podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also email us, vhsvaultpodcast at gmail.com.